Hello, my name is Devin Cole, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Control Performance Podcast, where we discuss topics involving industrial process control optimization. I want to start by thanking Metso Flow Control Services and the Performance Solution line of control optimization products and services for supporting this podcast. Metso is a world-leading industrial company offering equipment and services for sustainable industrial production. Metso's Flow Control Services offers lifecycle services for industrial valves, providing knowledge and support as a key reliability partner for our clients. Performance Solutions in Metso began in 2013 through Metso's acquisition of the Expertune Incorporated company. Performance Solutions' mission is to provide software tools and consulting in the area of process control performance monitoring and optimization. Since this is the first episode, I would like to introduce myself. Again, I'm Devin Cole. I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering and I have been working at Metso since 2004. I've been working in process control and process optimization since starting my career in 1999. My main process control experience is primarily in the area of model predictive controls and control loop performance monitoring. In this podcast, I hope to highlight topics around the benefits of improving the performance of process control systems in industrial plants. I will tackle such topics as control loop performance monitoring, optimizing maintenance to support better control, and process control loop tuning. This leads me to the topic of today's podcast. Today, I would like to introduce the concept of control performance. And to help me with this topic, I would like to welcome George Buckby to the podcast. George is Head of Performance Solutions. He holds a bachelor's and master's in chemical engineering. He has over 30 years of experience in process control, working in many process industries. George is a fellow of the International Society of Automation and author of several books and dozens of articles on the topic of process control and control performance. Welcome, George. Hi, Devin. So, we just want to go into a little bit about uh, what the podcast is going to be about in the future and uh, the topic of control performance and how does that relate to uh, all of our process control engineering friends and process optimization friends out there. So, uh, just a, as a uh, introduction to the topic, to set the stage for the rest of the podcast, uh, I'd like to, to dive into a little bit of the history of the Expertune company, uh, how it came to Metso, and, and then how does that relate to control performance. So, I guess it all started back uh, in the mid-80s in a garage in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. It started uh, with John Gary, who founded a company uh, originally called Gary Engineering Solutions and eventually became Expertune with the idea that people could do a much better job tuning control loops if they had some software to kind of guide them along the process. Control loop tuning was always kind of a manual art slash science uh, that was kind of passed on and, and there was no regularity or standardization to the approach. So uh, when Expertune created its first uh, loop tuning software, that started to bring about a way that everybody could tune loops in an efficient manner. And what kind of happened with that is as we started going into plants and working on control loops in all across many different industries, uh, we quickly discovered that uh, tuning is really often only the icing on the cake, that very often there are issues with the instruments, with the sensors, or with the control strategies that need to be addressed first before you get to, to controller tuning. So as time went on and we built up that experience, we tried to find some ways to codify that, to standardize that. And the idea of control loop performance was born as a way to continuously monitor control loops, evaluate the instrument, the valve, the 
tuning and uh, the process even and point people in the right direction so that they're putting their efforts in the right place. Uh, you know, tuning is not the answer to everything. And so if you have only a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, you know, so if you have only a tuning tool, everything looks like it needs to be tuned. But in reality, uh, what we found was a better way to look at the performance of control loops as a whole. And that was kind so, of the, the birth of control loop performance. Yeah, so what, what does that look like uh, when you're trying to tune a loop? Because I imagine that there are people out there still that are looking to tune loops and, and they start their morning or their, their week or whatever with the plan of, hey, I'm going to tune uh, 10 loops this week. I'm a process control engineer. Loop tuning is what I do. Uh, so what does it look like when you're when you're in the field and you're tuning a loop and you're you know how do you know that maybe that that tuning's not the right answer for this particular loop's problem? Sure, there are a whole lot of different uh, diagnostics that you can use to look at the performance of what's happening on the loop and try to differentiate between a tuning problem, a sensor problem, a valve problem, and a process problem. Some of them are fairly um, kind of obvious, you know, like looking at, at uh, the level of noise, for example, on an instrument. You have a very noisy instrument. You don't want to use any derivative uh, action on the controller because you're just going to aggravate the noise. Uh, so those are kind of obvious, but then others are a little more subtle, like trying to figure out from the shape of an oscillation, is this loop oscillating because it's over-tuned, you know, tuned too aggressively, or is it coming from a sticky valve that's kind of sticking and popping and sticking and popping. So uh, some of the diagnostics get fairly sophisticated in terms of figuring out what's what. So I guess in the, the early days, uh, John Gary built some of this uh, diagnostic information or these tools for analyzing these kind of problems directly into his tuning software. Is that right? Initially, there were some uh, diagnostic tests built into the tuning software so that you could run a series of tests and try to figure out which problem you have. And there was kind of a sequence that you would follow through to say, okay, let's first let's evaluate the instrument, then let's evaluate the valve, then let's evaluate the tuning, and you'd go through that kind of a sequence. Uh, ultimately, with the advent of, of uh, plant triage and control performance monitoring around uh, 2000, 2001, we figured out ways to do that kind of automatically around the clock 24-7 so that instead of having to spend your time doing the analysis, software is doing the analysis for you and then you're just being notified when something needs attention. So that sounds like a big leap in technology that, that supported that as well, right? So uh, early on in the mid-80s, that's when the, I guess, industrial engineers were starting to use uh, if you will, um, uh, personal computers for uh, for analysis and, and really starting to apply those to their jobs. But then by 2000, we, we see the advent of servers and the ability to collect a lot more data in real time. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The, the technologies that evolved, um, distributed control systems, of course, as uh, to digitize the information that was coming in from the field, uh, was a big leap forward that started really in the 70s but into the 80s. And then uh, the advent of OPC technology that uh, was originally called OLE for process control, but it's basically an open communications uh, standard. That really opened up the world in allowing control systems to communicate digitally. You know, prior to that time, we were using 
alligator clips and A to D boards to suck the data into computers to do the analysis, kind of loop by loop by loop. Then as OPC opened up the world, now we could do things in kind of a client-server architecture and pull all the data into one central place and do the, the more powerful continuous analysis. So with plant triage now, the idea is that we're gathering uh, quite a lot of data and we're sifting through that and really identifying what are the core problems with, with each of our process control loops so we can tackle the right things. So that was, say, early 2000s and, and developed in, in through that first decade of the 2000s so using a plant triage. Um, so what are sort of the pitfalls maybe uh, of just simply uh, monitoring the, the control loop performance? Sure. Well, originally, you know, monitoring the control of performance, the first pitfall you run into is, oh, my God, there's a huge amount of problems in my plant. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, there are uh, typically in a, a, a modern plant uh, these days, 20 to 30 percent of the controllers running in manual. If you're talking about a large facility, that could mean hundreds of controllers running in manual. And trying to figure out where to get started was really important early on. So uh, the first wave of that, of course, was finding out ways to automatically prioritize and suggest where do you work uh, to have the most benefit? Where do you get the biggest payback from working on, uh, on your control system? Because you simply don't have the time to run out and tune 500 control loops today. It's not going to happen. So that was kind of the first pitfall um, that was you know, readily addressed in, uh, in that approach. The next thing, though, was making sure that people are actually using the tools and incorporating that into their day-to-day -day work. And that's a really important thing, uh, you know, really important learning that you can't just throw software at this and expect that the world is going to get better. You really actually have to spend time making sure that you have the right people, you have the right skills, and that you're organized properly to track and follow up on, on the activities on the work that needs to be done. Uh, if, if nobody's manager is asking, how are we doing, uh, I, I can tell you for sure, eventually the work's going to stop. Uh, if nobody's paying attention to it, the work's going to stop. So uh, building out the right organization, the right work procedures, the workflow, the practices, the checklists, the reporting, the KPIs, and all of those kind of things has become as important as making sure you've got the right software to do the diagnostics in the beginning. Yeah, the, the, there was a, a boss I had uh, a while ago. He said that the first thing is you must do the right thing. And then the second thing is you must tell everybody that you've done the right thing. So that <laughs> kind of sounds what you're, like what you're talking about. And, and you know, engineers uh, in general and technical people in plants are not usually fans of, of tooting their own horn and going out there and telling everybody what a great job you've done. Um, and, and that is something that you have to work on that has to be kind of programmatic. You have to at least have some kind of, of uh, KPIs and indicators to report to management so that they have visibility into what you're doing. You know, uh, one of the simplest is what percentage of your loops are running in manual? You know, I tell everybody that if you don't know how many of your loops are running in manual right now today, then you don't really know if your control system is doing a good job. I mean, that's, that's kind of the first highest level KPI you could start with to say, 
is my control system, which cost me tens of millions of dollars in this plant, is it really doing a job? Is it really doing its job? That's, that's kind of the first place to start. So even something as simple as that, which is readily calculated, readily made available, um, it's very important to get that some visibility um, and get management's attention so that they understand uh, if I really want to get value out of my control system, it actually has to be operating in automatic mode. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that, uh, hey, if, if we've got this million-dollar, multi-million-dollar asset out there, uh, we can spend a, a bit of, of time and, and some of our resources uh, monitoring, is it really doing its job? Uh, is it uh, a, able to do its job? And are our people utilizing this asset to its fullest potential for us? That's exactly it. All right, so uh, and and that's kind of that big concept of uh, combining that tool, uh, having the the knowledge and the skills and the organization to take advantage of the tool, uh, doing the reporting, having those procedures to to utilize the tool, and then report up to management what the results are. That that comprises uh, what we would call then uh, a control performance uh, program or or the concept of control performance. So it's. It's bigger than just any one uh, process control engineer and bigger than any one uh, kind of tool in the plant. Does that make sense? That's exactly it, and, and it needs to be adapted to the way that each particular plant does its work. You know, in some plants, the same person does the loop tuning and the valve repairs and the instrument repairs, and in other plants, those are three completely different groups of people. So you really need to think about how is that plant organized, how does that plant get work done, and then build things in to the normal work processes of that plant so that it becomes natural to use the, the right information and the right tools to do things efficiently and effectively you know, from the get-go. Yeah, I guess it's like anything else. You know, what, what might work in your household might not work in my household, but the, the concept might work by just tweaking it a bit. The same is, in, is true across different kinds of industries or even different plants. The culture is different, but... But the concepts can just be applied by, by tweaking them. That's um, right. Yeah, so uh, with, uh, with any industrial facility out there, how would you say uh, they might go about starting a control performance program? Well, getting started is uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, first of all, you want to kind of satisfy your own curiosity that there is a need at your plant. And I, I would suggest you go out and sit down with an operator for an hour flip through some screens on your DCS and find out just how many of your controllers are running in manual. Just do a random sampling. And I think you'll find, typically most plants find, it's upwards of 20% of the plant operating in manual. Uh, so the goal is not to get to zero, but 20% is too much. Um, so that, that will satisfy your own curiosity that, yeah, there's, there's a significant opportunity here. The next step is to do a more thorough evaluation um, this is something that we do very often. We call it a site evaluation where we'll go into a plant and work with the maintenance team, the operations team, the engineering teams, and look through the plant, look through the data, understand what's working well for the plant, what's not, understand the business goals for the plant, and then come back with a, a, you know, a, a report that will identify the potential for improvement at that particular plant in business terms, something you can use as a justification program going forward, and then also provide a little bit of information about the technical side of that. How would we go about 
capturing some of those business benefits so that uh, you can then put a program in place to go forward. That sounds great. So, yeah, I guess uh, this control performance thing is, uh, is a way to get started thinking about how your process control system is working, how you might utilize this multi-million dollar asset that is at, at a, your facility if you're a process control engineer, and get started making some leaps and bounds in, in step change in process performance today. So thanks, George, for joining us. I uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your busy schedule, and uh, I hope we can do it again soon. Thanks a lot for having me, Devin. That's it for today's podcast, and thank you for joining us. Please join us for our next podcast about data collection for process control loop monitoring. Check out our Expertune Plant Triage user group, users group on LinkedIn, and send any questions about today's podcast to expertune.sales at mezzo.com. We hope you join us in the future. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and Player.fm as the Control Performance Podcast. Tune in next time.